Hey, good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. How are you guys doing? It's your guy, Larry, and the host of Black Nerds Biblecast. I'm glad that you tuned in, and this is the Bible portion of my Black Nerds podcast. So, hey, you tuned into a great episode today. Hey, I got two um, two scriptures that I'll be reading today. Of course, one is a bonus scripture. The other one is going to be uh, from our devotional series that we've been reading, And God Shall Wipe Away by Vance K. Jackson. You know what? This is going to be phenomenal. The first one is um, is going to be about uh, judging others. That's right. So it talks about, you know, when Jesus preaches and he's talking about we should not judge others or judging or the way at the at the measurement of you judging others, you shall be ju- you will be judged too. very important scripture. Um, listen to how uh, the Lord breaks that down. And I just really appreciate, you know, just uh, um, understanding and learning a little bit more about that. And the other one is, um, like I said, continuing on our, our series. Listen, you don't have to worry about the things you've done in your past. You don't have to worry about the past because God holds the future. Yeah, that's right. So when God holds the future, you know what? Don't worry about what happens in your past. All right. So. You know, those are going to be two powerful, powerful scriptures, and I just thank God for them. I got a lot out of them. I hope that you do, too. And um, um, also keep the uh, com- the communities in Florida, keep them in your prayers because there is a storm brewing over there. We're talking hurricanes. Um, it's been going back and forth from a Category 4 to like a Category 3. So, you know what? Let's just pray that God just continue to just, just intervene, hopefully. Okay? I'm not going to even mess around with this you know we need to be praying that god intervenes on this and so that there will be no destruction or anything of that matter and we just pray that god would just continue to just work on that storm and and he's all powerful you know the storm might be big and the hurricane might be big but you know what our god is bigger and it's all stronger okay so whatever happens though i pray that the people are safe i pray that the families are safe over there and you have any relatives um just continue to keep try to keep in touch with them or hopefully they can keep in touch with you but all said and done you know let's keep those people in prayer over there okay all right that's about all i have but sit back relax and enjoy this next episode of black nurse bible cast Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today? This is your guy, Larry, Black Nurse Bible Cast. And so guess what? So I was reading, um, as I you know, pretty much do in the morning, um, I was reading a Bible verse um, pretty much for the for a devotion. And um, so this morning, along with the devotions that the, the devotional series that we've been reading about, um, this one here was interesting and I wanted to share uh, this with you and it's found in uh, Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 um, and I think I'm going to read from 1 to through 5. So it says um, it's entitled do not judge others and this is uh, Jesus Christ talking. He's talking to I'm sure he's talking to like a group of people um, that he was teaching. And this was a uh, matter of fact, the same around the same time that he was teaching the multitudes um, for the 
uh, Beatitudes. So one of the things he talks about in here is he says, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrites, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. And man, um, I, I, you know, I've, I remember years ago reading this verse and, um, for, first of all, it's really, uh, it's really a passage about how to treat others. You know, how do we treat others? And I know that, um, a lot of times, you know, especially in the society and the times we live in, um, it's really important that we treat each other the way we want to be treated. And so I noticed like in this passage, um, he's talking about do not judge others and you will not be judged. Um, so, you know, really, you know, the, the ultimate judge in the end of our, at the end of our lives is the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge, judge us for the things we do. Um, I also think too that this is trying to avoid a lot of finger pointing and a lot of criticism of each other. So we have to work, we have to um, be concerned about how we criticize each other. In other words, um, you know, in the workplace as well as at home or even just, you know, in your family and whatnot, be careful about how you are very critical um, and not and and I'm not saying this in the say in the sense of saying a correction because if a person is wrong in doing something there is room for correction um, meaning that your mother your father or you know sister brother or what have you but in doing it in a way in order to correct each other um, from bad behavior is one thing but to to do it out of meanness and a motive to put one person down or make them feel bad. Um, that's where the problem is. Um, this really covers pretty much a, a large amount of different things that, that we could talk about. But the main thing is how you, how you treat others. If you know a person, you know, if you're, you're looking down on a person, because uh, maybe they're they're not as talented or maybe they're not as as good as what they should do or maybe what they're doing is 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 just not up to your personal standards then you know that could be considered like you know putting that person down um he he talks about for you will be you will be treated as you treat others now that's the key to what I'm saying. So it says, when he says, do not judge others for, and you will not be judged. Um, he really means it where the, where the following verse looks like it's saying for you will be treated as you treat others. And then it says the standard 
you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Okay, so got to remember this here is that um, if you can't, if you can't, you know, in if you can't keep keep the standard of something, and you know good and well that you can't do that, then don't don't hold someone else to a higher standard. Uh, that you can't do or you can't be in other words you know sometimes we want to we want to place someone else on a pedestal and say that well they ought to do this that and the other and knowing that we can't even do we can't reach that level of accomplishment or something it's it's really a matter of how we hold each other in respect a lot of times, you know, we, we're very disrespectful. We can be very disrespectful of one another and, and you know, and being quite unfair. So we have, you know, the Lord is telling us this morning that don't be unfair to your, to your, basically to your brother or to your neighbor or what have you, you know, the person that's, that you're, you know, being critical of. Um, there's a, there's a point where you can be overly critical or overly um, just, you know, just pretty much nagging to the point where it just gets to the point where it, it, it's unhealthy and disrespectful. And we got to be careful of that. We got to be careful, even as Christians, even because a lot of times, you know, as a Christian, we can be. uh we can get to the point where we feel like we're so good in the in, in our eyes. It's not even the Lord's eyes because see, when you think about it, we can feel like, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm saved and I've been in church this many years and I've I've read the Bible this many times and stuff and and you know this part and then you go around and you're finger pointing to everybody and everything that's wrong. Do you know that? Um, you you find yourself number one you won't be able to witness to anybody number two you know it you you'll make people feel uncomfortable to be around you one thing about what i love about jesus was when he walked this earth in the flesh um though he though he was holy and though he was um he was god i should say though he was god in the flesh um he was very approachable in other words he was able to sit down and talk to people about the kingdom of god he was able to teach the people in sanhedrin he was able to he was able to perform miracles and after he performed miracles he did not push people away with how he treated them and how he 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 uh talked about it if someone was wrong he said it in a way he said it in a way that was that was not uh, he said it in a way that was not so judgmental that a standard they felt that they could not obtain okay if anyone had that highest standard it was Jesus Christ so we have to remember that when we're when we're you know coming from like a religious perspective and we're talking to the non-believing world our job is not to to point the finger about 
so much of their sin that they feel like they can't accomplish or can't be anything else but being sinful. You know, most of us feel like most of us know that we're sinners. As all of us are sinners, that's to say, I'm sorry, all of us are sinners. We all fall short. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, we have to remember that, uh, you know, we have to remember where we come from. We have to remember that we were we were uh, out there doing the things that we were doing. And if you're one that doesn't do those things no more, the same habits that you used to do, praise God for that. It's not it's it's a good thing that you're not. But you should be more sensitive to one to the ones that you see now that you're either trying to reach. They could be your relatives, could be, you know, someone that you're trying to reach. And if you're trying to reach that person, they will never know that you're trying to reach them if you're judging them. They'll never know that the whole reason that you're talking to them in a critical way is because you're trying to bring them closer to Christ. Are you are you trying to get them closer to the cross of Christ or are you just trying to wash them down in a way that makes them look good on the outside? Remember this, uh, the, the, the issue of the heart is the one that changes. In other words, in order for a person that really converts over to Christ, it has to be a heart change. And if, People are trying to get closer to Christ or you trying to witness to someone, you're not going to get them by talking about so much the things that they're doing. Even even from a Christian to another Christian, don't use your words with sensitivity and don't use them in order to in order to break a person's self-esteem down or what have you the second part of this verse that i want to share it says why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye and it says how can you how can you think of saying to your friend let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye then he says hypocrite First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. You know, this is, um, I would almost, almost want to say that this was comical in a way of how Christ had put it. And I don't know, it's just really funny to me how he, he used this as an example. Um, I love the fact that he says, you know, he talks about your friend. He makes it intimate because there's a conversation that could be going on with with two people here. And as they're talking to one another, you know, one person is trying to be, again, judgmental or, you know, well, you, you know, you know, pointing out certain things in their life. The speck represents something that's small. Like it's something minute, something that it's just kind of petty. But the person that's pointing it out has more issues in their life than the person that has a speck in their eyes, supposedly, or the small thing that is going on in their life. And 
you know, it's funny because though we mean well, sometimes when we talk to one another about problems, understand that we may have more problems than that person does in their life. Okay. He's saying he's calling number one. If we're that person, then he's calling us a hypocrite. How can you, how can you try to help somebody with the little, little part or little, little thing in their life when you have a huge amount of things in your life, you know, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to discourage anyone from helping someone else or being critical. Then that's another thing, because again, critical and, and as I said before, if you're critical of one person, then that's what makes you that 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 puts you in a in a in a position of the, you being a being a judge, a, um, being judgmental. It puts you in that position. So he says here, he says, um, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye. So. You can't see past the log in your own eye. Do you know that you can't help somebody when you got a lot of stuff going on in your life? Because he's trying to really say that you got so much stuff going on in your life that you may even say the wrong thing to the person that's got the small thing in their life or the one thing in their life. If this person come to you and they feel like they need to talk to you, then that's fine, but you don't. Again, it's it's not even about not being able to help them, but it is about how you help them and how you deal with them. If a person does come to you and you got a lot more going on in your life, then you know what? There's there's number one. There's a, like I said before. There's a way on how you say it and what you do. It's so much about, and, and one thing I will say this, even in re- reading the parables of Jesus, a lot of things that Jesus talked about is the issues of the heart. It's the issue of the heart. It's an issue of how you, how you deal with one another. It, Jesus cared a lot about how you, what you think of other people and how you talk and deal with other people. It's, it's very important for us to understand that if you're going to help somebody, um, don't don't put them down. Don't make them feel bad about their situation, because we were all at one point we were we were kind of either down and out. Um, and don't don't focus on trying to dress them up on the outside. Um, there was a, I know that there was a situation that, um, even right now, I don't think I want to really go into detail about it, but it had to do with a person addressing someone about, um, outer appearance and they had nothing to do with the heart issue. Allow the person that needs to address the outer appearance of themselves or the habits that they may have. Let that be the heart issue. We are not, number one, we are not God. And, and we do not, though we, though we have the ability um, to um, talk about different things, 
But again, we got we got to remember there's a point where we, we, we become too, quote unquote, religious. And it's all about relationship with God. Am I saying that if a person is, uh, I don't know, there's, there's a few examples that I really, I don't want to really like name off every single example. But I think with everything, it's always better to allow the Holy Spirit to deal with you as the person that is trying to help or be in the life of another person. It's important that we as Christians really be more mindful of what God would want and how God uh, uh, wants in the person's life. You know, I know some people, I've heard of people even, I've even experienced people that their whole thing where they were in church was to cut people down and make them feel bad. And it was sad because they kind of knew they were doing it. And it's that see, and this is what Christ doesn't like. He doesn't like it when you're, when your intent is to make someone feel bad or to make them feel as though they not worth or they, they wrong, they're so wrong in what they're doing and you just kind of sitting back and you're just like throwing rocks at them. That's really what it seems like you're doing. It's almost like what um, the passage about the woman that was caught in adultery and they were getting ready to throw rocks at her, okay? Though she was wrong in what she did, Jesus felt that it was important to not throw rocks at her, but it was important for her to be forgiven. It was important for her to not be slanderized or accused of the thing that she was doing. And then, you know, people just walk away. That's the same thing when we're talking about judging one another. When you judge somebody or a person judges you, okay, where is where is the redemption at? Where is the the part where the person can change from the behavior that they might be doing. Again, there's so many examples that we can really go into about judging others. And we got to be careful and mindful and sensitive. We can't, if you can't be sensitive, if you're a type of person that's a very black and white, cut and dry, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say with every individual and the style that you are and how you are helping people, if your heart if you don't have a heart in what you're saying to others, then yes, you have to know this about yourself and say, you know what? I'd rather not say anything or allow God to soften you to the point where you can talk to someone and help them and truly help them. See, God is more interested in winning souls, not chasing souls away. He's interested in you winning souls instead of chasing souls away. Instead of instead of being, in other words, instead of being at the front door of the church and then next thing you know, after talking to you, they don't want to go to church anymore. Okay? You in other words, and I and again that's that's there's so many examples, but when a person looks at you 
do they feel the love of Christ in you? Do they feel that you're approachable even? So those are the things that, you know, um, that Christ, when he talks about uh, uh, do not judge others and you will not be judged or the standard that you're holding someone else. Are you are you up, able to meet that standard that you're even holding someone else? Or like he says further down about, you know, you know, you're trying to talk about someone else's problems, problems in a, that are very small in comparison to the problems that you have in your own life. OK, we we this is not about this is really not about, you know, you not being able to to share or talk with an individual it is more about though how you do it and 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 allowing sensitivity and the holy spirit and basically love and concern in in a way that is not putting a person down um or or discouraging them or making it seem like they'll never be able to make the standard that you have you know um, I, in all things, if you're going to do this, um, my suggestion is before you speak to an individual about something, pray and ask the Lord to help guide you on what to say. Ask him to help you uh, um, with the words in which to say to an individual. If that is if that is a situation that you're in, that you feel the need to want to help somebody or talk with somebody or encourage somebody remember it's not to put a person down but it is to it is to help them into the kingdom of god let other words whatever the situation is maybe they're unaware maybe they're unaware of the behavior or the or or how maybe the situation of an outer appearance even you know they might be used to the lifestyle that they have come out of but again we're we're not here to judge it because we really don't know so we have to understand and allow the holy spirit the only person that knows Another thing, and the only person that truly knows is God. And that's why it's important for us to lean on the Lord before we before we cut a person down or before we put a person in their place or whatever the case might be. There's so many examples and and, 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 and we can talk forever on this subject because um you know, there's also examples of if a person does know better and even still, if a person does know better and a person is a Christian or, um, you know, you have a Christian brother or sister, you know, and they know better. Um, I would also I would also um, I would also lean on the side of allowing God to 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 show you the words in which to say. And, and, and how to use it in such in, in a respectful and a sensitive way as well, even with a person that should know better, even with a person that is a Christian in the church, you know, uh, still there's a way in which you address a certain issue. And there's a way in which, you know, uh, again, you know, you have to allow God, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to direct and guide you in all these matters, because you know, God knows what's going on in that individual's life, whether they know better or whether they don't know no better. But God really does know 
what's going on in that person's life. If he, if, listen, if he wants to use you or if he's going to use you, he's going to give you the exact words and what to say. And the result should be where there is a change. But when that change happens, it's not in a time that we think it should happen. It should, it's, it's not going to be in a way that we think it's going to happen. But whatever it is, that God has called you to do and dealing with a matter like this, understand that it is ultimately God that's going to be the, the going to be the one that does the transformation. It's not us. It's not up to us to just keep continuing to finger point or to look look at them and say, "Well, you know, I, I think that you need to do this, that, and the other." When you know good and well that such as such were you. We have to uh, be careful about being critical of one another. And I really, I, I really think, I mean, I'm sure there's so much more that you can, we can, that you can get out this verse. And, uh, but I do know that uh, we really need to uh, allow God to just be God. In other words, <laughs> in other words, there's so many people that play it a part and, we don't need to be playing the part as God. Allow God to be God. God could be God is a better God than we'll ever be. <laughs> we are children of God. And not to say that that we don't know some of the things of God, but we but God is so much more powerful and wonderful and smarter and has so much more wisdom than we do. And so now if God says it to you in a way that you know will will cause harm there's a reason why he's causing harm you know but i feel i find that as a rarity in most cases that that anybody would ever be used of god to 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 harm a person and that's again i think because the nature of god is about reconciliation and love and sensitivity you know i think he'd rather use you as a tool to bring that individual closer to him than to excommunicate them in such a way that now they have to, you know, now they're, they're, they're uh, wandering aimlessly through life without Christ. Amen. So I don't know that, that I don't know if that's, <laughs> I'm, I, I pray and I hope that, that, um, that this was, um, a good answer or even uh something that um because I, I i prayed about this as as a as a you know i prayed about this too and uh the lord began to reveal to me that this is a heart issue this is more of a heart issue this is more of a situation in the verse where it's it's not it's about being overly critical of, a, of an individual or individuals in your life so um again with with god's word you can get so much out of it. And I hope that you've gotten a lot out of it like I have. So anyways, I just wanted to share that verse with you. And I really appreciate you, you, you know, taking the time to listen. Have a wonderful day. Hey, so I'm um, glad you tuned in to Black Nerds Bible Cast. And so we are on our third 
um, third part or part three of our devotion. Um, and this one is, and God shall wipe away. And so by Vance K. Jackson, um, <clears throat> it's been a pretty good devotional so far. And so, um, we're on actually part three, which will be our final, our final part of this devotion until maybe the next devotion that we'll get into. Cause there's so many great devotions, um, in the Bible app that I use. So, I'm finding a very good, a very good resource and stuff. So, um, so we're going to go ahead and get into this one and see what God has to say about it. And so this one is called, he holds the future. And so it says, trust in the one who holds the future in his hands. Trust in the one who holds time in his hands. Hebrews 11, three declares through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God created time and framed the ages of the world. Trusting God who allows kings and kingdoms to rise, he establishes and dethrones kings. Power is in his hand. Authority is in his hands. Success is in his hands. And David declared, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. That's found in Psalms 18.36. Let the past go and allow God to enlarge your path forward. Don't look back. Rem- don't look back. Remember Lot's wife? In Genesis 19.25-26 declares, And he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. What God has overthrown, choose not to pick it back up. Focusing on the past will cause you to become bitter, stagnant, paralyzed. And don't pick up the past. Don't focus on the past. Focus on God. He holds the future in his hand. Amen. So pretty, um, pretty awesome devotional, very short and to the point, but it has a lot of meaning to it. And this is something that I hope that encourages us today about the Lord. Remember, we need to trust in him who holds the future. Um, like it says, it says, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed by at God's command so that what is seen was made out of what was visible. So remember this, who better to trust in the one who has who has the, the universe in his hand or was formed by God? Okay, he's the one that has total control. Remember this too, like he says, he says that um, he's the one that establishes kingdoms and then he dethrones kings. So in other words, he can, he's the only one that can give authority. Power is in his hand. Authority is in his hand. Success is in his hand. Declares, David declares, thou hast enlarged my steps under me that my feet did not slip. In other words, when you're walking on this path of the, you know, for the Lord, 
He will enlarge your steps so that you have plenty of room and you won't slip. Amen. But what I do like about this is let the past go and allow God, God to enlarge your path forward and don't look back. One of the most important scriptures in here that he mentions is in Genesis 25 and 26, when he talks about how he overthrew the cities and the plains and the inhabitants of the cities and that that grew up on the ground. But when his wife, when basically when Lot's wife looked back behind from behind him, she became a pillar of salt. Now, isn't that something? It's, it's, a dan- it's dangerous for us to look back at what what was it's dangerous for us to to as we're going forward in the lord to look back at your failures or look back at your at your shortcomings or look back at what was said about you or think about the things you used to do it's 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 dangerous to do that like i said before you can't drive a car forward looking in the rearview mirror you can't do it. You will you will ultimately veer off the path that is in front of you. You won't be able to drive forward like that because you will always constantly be hitting an obstacle in front of you. So we got to remember that, guys. We got to remember that. Don't look at the past. You can't change the past. The past has already been done. Whatever you did, whatever someone did to you. It's no longer there and it should not be there. If someone is still keep bringing up the past, bring up your past, remember this. You say, well, I'm going to show, I'm, I, you know what? God knows my, God knows my future. See, God has the future in his hand. In other words, God is a progressive God. He's always moving forward. He's not, he's not looking in the past. He's not worried about the past. He's always moving forward. Listen, you may have had a bad past. You may had some bad experiences in your past. But remember, if it's not happening now, then it's in the past. Just just remember that your present. If your present situation is not like your past, then you've moved away from that. You don't need to keep bringing that up. What happened? It happened. Acknowledge it. You're not denying that it didn't happen. It happened. But with that being said, those of you that have experienced bad things, learn from those experiences. But you don't have to keep bringing them up. You don't have to keep, you know, putting that in your in your in your vision. Otherwise, your vision is to move forward. Your vision is to go beyond this now. So now take God with you, pray to God and ask him, you know what, God, I don't want to keep living in my past. I want to move forward in my life. Remember, in order for God to wipe away every tear or wipe away, like he says in this devotion, that simply means that he is now saying, I'm creating in you something new other words your newness and your new transformation you being a new creature now has nothing to do with your past so take that and be encouraged be empowered be be in a in a state of 
No longer am I going to do the things that I used to do. In a practical sense, even. Even in a practical sense. Don't when you when you recognize situations or circumstances or things that you used to be involved in. Tell yourself, I'm not a part of this no more. I've moved past this. I'm moving forward. I'm not moving backwards. I'm not going to remind myself constantly of this. The devil is always going to try to remind you of your past. People in your life that, that want to keep you down or they want to keep you from moving forward, they're going to remind you of your past. They're going to keep saying to you, well, yeah, you'll be back. You might have escaped this time or you might have you might have left. You might have stopped doing this this time, but you'll be back. Those of them, those people like that that are around you, you need to leave them in the past. You need to move. You need to move forward past them. They're the ones that want to keep you in a state of regret, in a state of fear, in a state of 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 just being bitter about stuff. And and that's another thing. Those of you that somebody has done something wrong to you, those of you that somebody has has hurt you, has said some unkind things to you or have done some things to you, maybe, you know, they have done some things, the horrific things to you now. All depends on what it is. Yeah, there's some things that's hard to let go. Okay, but here's the thing. Every time you have a bad memory of it, every time that memory comes up, you have you, th- though you might be in pain about it. But then you what you do is say, thank God I'm no longer there. Thank God that this situation ain't happening to me no more. Because whoever did what they did to you. You can best believe they're not, they're probably not even thinking about you. They've moved on with their life. So you're the one that's stuck in the yesterday. You're stuck in that. And see, what happens is you can't move forward. You can't move forward in a new job or in a new place or a new whatever it is that you're trying to move forward in. Maybe a new relationship. And and with that being said, you keep constantly thinking about what had happened in the previous relationship or what happened in your past or what happened, you know, with you when you're with this person. You can't go forward with the new person in your life thinking about what that what the previous person did to you. The person that's in your life right now has nothing to do with the person that you used to be with. They're not that person. They're different. If you want to be successful in this relationship, that your 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 present relationship or your future relationship, you got to let go of the bad relationship you was a part of. You got to move past that. You can't keep bringing it up because the more you bring it up, you just keep regurgitating. Think about it this way. Regurgitate. Regurg- you know what regurgitating is? I hate to be kind of be uh i say grotesque in the sense of of explaining this but sometimes you know when when you eat something and you might maybe uh belch a little bit and take a burp and then you kind of feel that that whatever was that you ate kind of come up in your in your throat that's regurgitating don't regurgitate the thing that was wrong and that was bad for you. The bad relationship, what a person used to do to you. Yes, that was very harmful. It could have been abuse. 
very harmful. Sexual abuse could have been very harmful. Yes. Am I saying, am I saying that you're supposed to pretend that it don't exist? No, I am saying though, that first of all, when that comes up, you say, thank God, I'm not, I'm not in that situation no more. Thank God. I'm not with that person no more. Thank you, Jesus, that you've delivered me from that individual. Right. And you are now pursuing a new relationship. Now, here's the thing. You got to be careful and you got to ask the Lord to direct and, 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 and heal your heart. Because what happens is then once you, you, once you get into the next relationship, guess what? You're kind of fearful because you're thinking that this next person is going to be the same way the previous one was. You're looking for signs. You're seeing signs. You're feeling signs. Sometimes, you know, when a person get a get a amputated arm or a leg, they have what they call a phantom pain or a phantom movement as if it's still there. And a lot of times in your future moving forward, you have these phantom pains or these phantom movements or 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 these feelings as though this person is doing the same thing or gonna be doing the same thing that the previous one did. That's not necessary. So see you gotta you gotta think first of all, you gotta think forward. You got to thank God for, for relieving you from the things that you had 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 happened in your life. And then when you're moving forward with this new relationship and the devil doesn't like happiness. And, and the first thing that you feel that 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 old yesterday coming up in you, maybe you have those feelings and thoughts of, oh, this person doing the same thing. I recognize this. But before you jump the gun. And have a knee jerk reaction to what may, may be seem like similar, but it's not. You say, God, direct my heart. Don't have me just exit a relationship just because it feel it may they, they may be similar. But communication in a relationship is very important as well. It's important for you to talk to your spouse or your potential mate. That you're wanting to be in a relationship with to tell them your tell them the pains of your past, not so much in a way to where you're trying to bring it up, but you're making them aware. This is where I came from. Thank God that he's he's giving you God is giving you a new person in your life. So remember that as you going forward. I'm not going to get into too much relationship advice because I've been through um, heartache myself, but I've learned to move forward. I've learned to like the Bible says, forgetting those things that forgetting what's behind you, but moving, moving forward to the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. You got to learn to move forward. Lot's wife. This was a very powerful situation in Genesis, but Lot's wife. When they were trying to, when they were leaving Sodom and Gomorrah, God was destroying that city. Okay. When he was destroying that city and everything, they were moving forward. They were getting out of the city. They were getting out of the danger. They were getting out of those things that was, that was, that was considered uh, abomination to the Lord. And the Lord was destroying that city. And so, you know what? They, he got told and warned Lot. Hurry up, get your family together and get up out of there. 
and tell them, tell every one of them, do not look back. And so what had happened was the wife of Lot looked back. She looked back to the city that was burning. She looked back to the past. She looked back one more time and took a glance. And because she did that, she turned into a pillar of salt, basically a statue. She was frozen in time. This is a very good, um, th- this was a an event or a situation in Genesis that really, when you think about it, is one of those situations that ought to teach us a lesson. That when you look back at your past, you don't move forward. You get frozen and stuck because what it is, you keep reminiscing about the same thing over and over and over again. You can't get, you can't go forward when you keep looking at your past. You really can't. You can say that you're moving forward, but you really cannot you, you really you cannot get past that point because what happens is you're going to continue on and on and on looking back at something that you cannot change. That is the one thing that we cannot do is we cannot change the past. We cannot change what happened to us. Or even if you are the person that did the harm, you can't change what you didn't, what you did to that other individual. Only thing that you could do if you're the one that offended someone is you have to go back and make it right and apologize. If they accept your apology, then praise God, you can reconcile or maybe you can move, you can you can get to that place where you can apologize for what you have done and then move forward. If they don't accept your apology, hey, you know what? I did what I had to do. I needed to do. And you still got to move forward. You cannot go forward in your life. It, looking at the past or thinking you can fix it because what's done is done. That day is over. You will never see that day again. You will never see that year again. You will never get those moments with that individual or person or thing or whether it's a job or whatever the case is. You won't get that again. Will you get a second chance to do it right with someone else? Maybe so. You might. But you will never in the past, you will never be able to fix your past. Now, the beautiful thing about God is this. First of all, he doesn't just he doesn't just condemn you of your past and then let you wallow in it and let you stay to the point where you're just stuck. You know what he says? He says, this is your past. You acknowledge it. You you apologize for it. And now I'm going to redeem you. He says, go away and sin no more. Now, Jesus, he even had a had a situation with the woman that was caught in adultery. OK, and everybody wanted to stone her. They wanted to kill her, which in that custom was right to do. But what Jesus did was he says, I'm not interested in punishing you for what you've already done. If you are if you feel If you feel remorseful for what you've done, I'm not going to accuse you. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to restore you. And the only thing he said to the woman, he said, where are your accusers? Now, the reason why he said that, because to give you some context of the story, 
was the people, the, the people of that time, they wanted to stone her. They wanted to punish her. He told the people, the group of men that wanted to stone her, he says, where are, he says, whoever have, have not sinned, cast the first stone. Be the first to throw the stone if you have not done, if you have not done what she has done or worse. Go ahead, cast the first stone. Not a single one of them did. They were convicted. They were convicted about their own life once he said that. And every single one of them dropped the stone. They did not throw a stone to kill her or to punish her. So once they all left and it was just her and Jesus standing next to each other, he said, where are your accusers now? Where are those that were trying to accuse you of the sin that you have done? She said, nowhere. He said, neither do I accuse you. He told her at the same time, he said, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Listen, and I want you to hear me well. Because I know in my life I had to go through this. God is not in the business of accusing you and making you feel bad because it doesn't do nothing for him. He's in the business of restoration. He wants you to be restored. He wants you to be forgiven of your past. He wants you to move forward. He wants you to clean up the mess that you've done. He wants you to say, hey, you know, it's time for me to pick up the pieces and move forward. He's not he's not interested. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't give him any glory to put you down and to bury you. In your mess, he does. It doesn't give him no pleasure, and so should none of us feel the same way. the 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 verse that I was reading before this, and the bonus scripture was about judging others. Is we should not get any pleasure on putting someone down or being critical of someone in order to bury them in their wrong or in their incorrection or whatever they may be have may have done. It should not give us any kind of joy in that. Our job or our 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 attitude should be one of restoration and forgiveness. If you don't forgive someone, guess what? You're the one that's that's being held accountable for unforgiveness. You have to get to the place where you can forgive. Again, I've heard plenty of people say, I'll forgive them, but I can't forget. Well, I'm going to tell you the difference between that and godly forgiveness. First of all, let me just say this. When God says he forgives you, he casts, he casts your your offense, your sin from as far as the east as to the west. I remember, thank, praise God, for my former pastor, Bishop Yarley Griffin Sr. He, pre- he preached this one time and he mentioned this. He said, how far does the east go to the east and the west? They depart, but do they ever meet up? They don't. That means that they never meet up on the other end. They don't. They, they're cast as far as from the east as to the west. Okay. Never to meet again. 
So your sin in God's eyes becomes non-existent. He puts it, he puts it afar away from him to the point where it doesn't exist anymore. Amen. And so when we, when we face God, as all of us will one day, the things that you have done, especially if you are in Christ Jesus and you passed away in this life to meet him, guess what? Your sins are remembered no more. He's not going to put those sins in front of you because here's the thing. He gets no glory out of keeping remembrance of your sins. It doesn't give him no glory to keep remembering what you've done. In saying that, it is our, our obligation as Christians to ask for forgiveness. If you've done wrong and you've offended somebody or even if you've committed sin against God, Yes, ask for forgiveness. And the Bible tells us that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Okay, he's faithful and just to forgive us all unrighteousness. Remember, God is a merciful God. He's an all powerful God, all knowing God. And he does not get any pleasure of 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 keeping your wrongs, keeping a record of your wrongs. And again, so should us. Now, what I was going to tell you about true forgiveness, God doesn't remember. He, he forgives and he does not bring it up anymore. As a matter of fact, the reason why he doesn't bring it up anymore, because he cast it out of his remembrance and God can do that. Now, you're not God and neither am I. And sometimes things hurt so bad that we ain't going that we don't forget. But I will say this Godly forgiveness is, is this Now humanly possible I'm just going to give you a disclaimer Which you already know this But humanly possible We cannot forget certain things That especially the more hurtful they are The more that it will always stay in your memory But what you can do Is learn to ask God Okay I want to be able to forgive In a godly way and the hurt and the pain that was done to you will hopefully minimize over time. Will you say, for instance, be back to the same, I don't know, way in that person? Maybe not. I can't promise you that you ever will be. But what I can say is you got to get to the place where that thing does not hurt you like it used to any longer. You got to get to the place where you don't bring it up anymore. You got to get to that place where that 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 offense that was done to you does not affect your life in such a way that you cannot move forward in your life with someone else or something else. You got to get to that place in your walk, even in forgiveness. The title of this devotion is and God shall wipe away. By faith, God has the ability to wipe away every tear. Remember, this is this was based on revelations. And at the end of the Bible, at the end of the Bible in Revelations 21, he talks about that. He says he will wipe away every tear from your eye. There will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more death. 
He said all the former, all the things that that are now, that were, as in the former, as as the former things are, will be no longer to your remembrance. Now, I'm going to give you another disclaimer. Am I saying on earth that will ever happen? No, maybe not. Because this is earth and earth is not perfect. But the Bible declares that he will make a new heaven and a new earth. And the rest of the things is, is to wipe away the old way of the the old way that things were and give you a new fresh perspective, a new heart, a new mind. Amen. I want you to be encouraged by this verse and encouraged by what God can do. Remember, we serve an all-knowing God, an all-powerful God. The Bible establishes that. It tells us that he has the authority to dethrone kings and authorities. He has the authority to make things all new and fresh. Okay? And he also tells you, though, that there's a part that we we play And that is not continually looking at our past. You cannot go forward without looking. You can't go forward successfully while looking at your past. You can't do it. I can't do it. And neither can you. I hope you were blessed by this devotional as I was. Hopefully you, um, hopefully this helped you. Um, I know the past can be hard and I know things that might have been done to you in your past can be downright hurtful and harmful and hurt. And the remembrance of those things are very, very wrong. Trust me, I've heard some bad stories. I'm not saying that my story is any worse than yours, but I tell you. At the end of the day, hurt is hurt. So I totally understand it. If you're hurting, you're hurting. But you can't change what has already been done. You can't change what happened to you. You got to be able to move forward. You got to be able to move forward. And what that looks like, only you and God know that. And the thing that I encourage you to do is to pray and ask God. Lean on God, lean on him, lean on the Lord that knows more about your situation. Who better to ask, but, but the one that is in heaven, he's no, he's not worried and concerned. So you got to go to him and ask him. So again, I, this, this, this verse is a, a very good verse and a very powerful verse, a very powerful passage. So again, I just thank you for that time. Why don't we just end this devotion in a little bit of prayer? How about that? Father God, I just thank you so much right now for this devotion and this message that you've given us today. Lord, I know the past is hard, but you have the power to erase, to minimize the hurt, the pain in our lives, God. Also, I know that we have a part to play in it, too. God, I ask that you give those the strength to move forward, 
to not keep looking at the past, keep looking at what happened or maybe the things that maybe have helped hurt them as that you would work on the hearts and the minds of these people. Lord God, I ask right now that you would you would heal the heart, the hurt and the, and the pain that's in the heart of individuals, Lord. Father, though we may shed tears about it, Lord, but we ask right now that you would wipe away every tear. You will wipe away the pain, Lord God. And I ask right now that give those that need to be forgiven, give them the ability or the the conviction to make things right with those that they have offended. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, that we can't move forward if we're looking back at our past, Lord, and help us to move forward in you. Open doors of restoration, God. Lord, I ask right now to establish relationships with people that have been hurt, Lord God, so that they can find the things that they were looking for in the next person or in you, rather, in you, Lord. I ask right now to give them a sense of fulfillment in you, Lord God, a renewed fulfillment and love for you. So that no matter who is in their life or whether they're, there's someone in their life or not, they have a fullness and a fulfillment and a, and a sense of a, uh, a contentment within you. Lord, help them to not let the past be holding them in fear or fear of exploring and moving forward to someone or something new, Lord God. Don't let the fear of the past Keep them paralyzed, Lord God. Father, I pray that every word from your word come true in their life and encourage them to be the man or woman that you see them to be. And Father, whatever sin that was committed, we ask right now, Lord, that they will come to you and ask for forgiveness and that you will restore them just like you had before with people that were in your word. Father, I thank you for restoration. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you for the blood that your son, Jesus Christ, has shed on the cross for each and every one of us. And now, Lord, help us to continue to have a great week this week. Help us to be better people on our jobs, with our families, with our co-workers, with maybe our, our siblings or our Relatives, Lord, whatever, whatever our circle of influence is, Lord, help us to be a light in the dark world, Lord God. And also, while I'm praying, I pray for those that that the communities that are in Florida right now. I pray for those that that are right now experiencing or will experience a storm that is coming their direction. Lord, you have the power to be able to advert that storm so that it can either be minimized down to a tropical storm or not even not even hit their state whatsoever. But Lord, whatever is in your will, Lord, we ask right now that if the storm comes, that you allow them to weather the storm and, and strengthen them and keep them from from any harm harm's way coming to them. 
Father, if you decide to move the storm, we praise God for that too. But whatever your will is, Lord God, I ask right now that you are in control of the storm and the circumstances over there. Father, I pray for every single family and every community in the state of Florida. And I just pray that those that are that are getting ready for that storm, that you would they, they would listen to the authorities, listen to the people that's in charge. If they need to evacuate, let them evacuate. But I pray that no, that no lives, lives will be lost and everyone will be safe. And we just thank you in advance of all these things. Help us to continue again to grow and love one another and help us to love other people outside of ourselves. Help us to grow stronger in you and fall in love with you once again. Thank you so much for everything you're doing in our lives. And what you would do in our future. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey guys. So that's about the end of this podcast. Or Bible cast I should say. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just um, allowing me to share this word and this devotion with you. I'm going to continue on with the different devotions. And, uh, you know, if you have any suggestions, please leave me a, a comment on the recording on the line. I appreciate it. You can reach out to me on the social medias, on Facebook, on Twitter or on Instagram. Instagram is Black Nerd for you. Twitter is Larry at Black Nerd. And also Facebook is at uh, Facebook, um, Black Nerd at Facebook uh, dash 46. And you spell Black Nerd as B-O-K-N-E-R-D, not B-L-A-C-K. Also, check me out on Anchor, www.anchor.fm forward slash Black Nerd dash 50. Okay, that's on Anchor.fm forward slash Black Nerd, B-L-K-N-E-R-D dash 50. And then also you can reach me, you can hear me on other other uh, podcast catchers like Spotify, like iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, um, Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker, and just a number of other ones. Um, please look for me there. Um, share, subscribe, subscribe to my podcast so whenever... I upload a podcast. You can be able to get the next episode. It's for free. You don't have to pay anything for it. The Bible, the Bible cast is just my, my love for the Lord, but also just to, to kind of, you know, just to, to share God's word and to advance the kingdom of God. That's all I want. I just want in prayer that God's people be encouraged, but also share with those that are still in the place or in the process of believing. So again, I thank you for allowing you allowing this time to hear my voice. And I really do appreciate everything. So until next time, you have a blessed, wonderful day. And I'll be talking to you soon. God bless.